this morning. Um, we are, uh, if you were here last week, you know we started a series of lessons on the book of Proverbs, and um, Michael talked about um, wisdom from the book of Proverbs and gave us an overview of the book. And uh, this morning I'm going to talk about anger and uh, what, what Proverbs says about anger and hatred and bitterness, vengeance. It says a lot about these things in the book of Proverbs. And uh, I'm going to talk about that, what God says about these things and how he wants us to deal with these emotions that all of us, I'm sure, have struggled with in the past. Um, Proverbs um, uh, has a lot of wisdom about ang- uh, anger. And uh, it says in 15 verse 1, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And in verse 24 of chapter 22, it says, it warns us not even to be around angry people or make friends with them, make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. So these are pretty severe warnings against anger. And if you go on and read what the New Testament says about anger, it's even more severe, I think, in its condemnation of the word. Uh, in, in 1 John chapter 4 and 20, it says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? John says in verse in chapter 3, verse 15, Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. A liar and a murderer. Those are pretty strong words to associate with anger and hatred. But yet that's what, that's how God sees it. You know, but as was mentioned last week, the Bible doesn't always condemn anger. And it says that sometimes anger and hatred even is not sin. We read what Jesus said. Uh, he praised the church in Ephesus when he wrote in, in Revelations 2 and 6, but this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nickelodeons, which I also hate. He was praising them there for their hatred of the deeds of the Nickelodeons. And, and uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes in order to overcome sin, you have to hate it. And if you don't get angry at sin, if you don't come to hate it, you may not be able to overcome it. It's important the way you feel about sin. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26, Paul's quoted from the book of Psalms here saying, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. So you can be angry and not sin. You're commanded to. So when is anger sinful? Or when, when does anger, when does anger become sin? 
That's what I want to talk about this morning. The Bible says that sometimes anger is just wrong. It's wrong to be angry sometimes. And I'm going to talk about when that is and what the Bible says about that. And sometimes the Bible says anger can turn into sin. Anger can make you do sinful things. And I'm going to talk about that. First of all, we all know this is true. We all know, don't we, that it is always wrong to be angry at God. It's never good to be angry with God. You know, sometimes sometimes we might get just a sour attitude about life. You ever done that? Just, just have a bad attitude about life in general. It's not good. You know, maybe, maybe something really bad and tragic has happened to you. Maybe you've lost your job or your house. A dear loved one perhaps got sick and died. And it can, it can be, can be easy to have a bad attitude and start feeling pretty bad about your life when something like that happens. You have hopes and dreams that maybe don't come to be. And you realize this isn't going to happen. You can get bitter about life. And maybe you don't even realize that you're angry with God. We can all do that sometimes. You remember the story of Jonah and the whale. Jonah was a prophet and God told him to to go and preach to the city of Nineveh. They were wicked people. Jonah didn't want to do that. So he got in a boat and started sailing in the opposite direction of Nineveh. God caused a great windstorm to come, caused him to be thrown over the ship. But God had mercy on Jonah. And before he perished and drowned, he sent a great big fish to come and swallow Jonah. For three days he was in the belly of that fish and he prayed to God and repented. So God saved him. He caused the, the fish to vomit him up on the land. And he was saved. So God told Jonah again, go to Nineveh and preach to this city. Warn them. Tell them, I'm going to destroy them. I'm going to destroy the whole city because of their wicked ways. Tell him that. So Jonah finally did. He walked all the way to Nineveh and he, for three days, went and walked through the city preaching, telling everyone that God was going to destroy the city because of their wickedness. After three days, the people of Nineveh repented in sackcloth and ashes and they humbled themselves before God and they, they turned back from their evil ways and God had mercy on them. And He forgave them. And He repented of what He was going to do and He turned away and didn't destroy them after all. And He said, I'm not going to destroy them. And Jonah was mad. Jonah was mad at God. After all that he had went through. And you're not even going to kill these wicked people. Like I told them. He was mad. So Jonah went up on a high hill to sulk. And that night, God caused a large plant to grow up over him, to protect him. 
and keep him cool. And Jonah enjoyed that plant. It was good. But in the morning, in the heat of the sun, God caused that plant to wither and die. And Jonah was angry. He was mad because the plant was gone. And I want you to listen to the words, the kind, compassionate words of our God. And God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, It is right for me to be angry even to death. But the Lord said, You have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up at a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, the great city, in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left. He told him, you didn't even have anything to do with this plant. Jonah was angry. He wanted to die. He asked God to take his life. He was so mad. But he had nothing to do with the plant. You know, sometimes God lets bad things happen to us. But the truth is, Nothing good would ever happen to us if it wasn't for God. All good things come from Him. So it's just as wrong for us to be angry when bad things happen. As Job told his wife, when they had lost everything they had, he said, Do we accept the good from God? And not accept adversity. Job had the right attitude. Having a grateful heart. Being thankful for everything God gives you every day. The the good and the bad. That can keep you from getting angry and bitter about your life. About bad things that happen to you. Sometimes the Bible says it's, it's wrong to be angry at others. Sometimes. Have you ever gotten angry with someone and got really angry and mad and just had it out with them and then later found out, you know, that was probably really your fault. Or at least partly. Felt bad about it. Or sometimes being angry with people is wrong. Proverbs 12 and verse 16 says, A fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. When you get angry, do you lash out at people around you? Does everyone know when you're mad, when you're angry? Because you make sure they know it. You know, if I'm not happy, no one should be happy. You know, we can make people's lives miserable because of our anger, and that's not right. This is sin, and and people have been having a problem with this since the beginning. Genesis chapter 4 tells us how Cain and Abel, you know, Adam and Eve's boys were making sacrifices to the Lord. And 
God respected Abel's sacrifice. He, he approved of it. But he didn't approve of Cain's sacrifice. And it made Cain angry. He was mad. Listen to God's reply to Cain. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. God warned Cain here that he was headed in the wrong direction. The way you're going, you need to turn around. Because this isn't going to work out well for you if you keep going this way. Well, we, we, we know that Cain didn't, didn't change, did he? Cain became so angry at his brother and bitter and envious that he murdered him. He killed his brother. That's where his anger led. And the first murder was committed on the earth. God knew from the beginning where anger can lead and He warns us about it. You can become so angry that you lose control. And anger out of control is also sin. Proverbs 16 and 32 says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. You may be the strongest of men. You may be the ruler over many people. But if you can't control your emotions, if you can't control your own tongue, what good is it? Proverbs 14 and verse 17 says, A quick-tempered man acts foolishly. Are you able to control your anger? Do you do that very well? Or does anger control you sometimes? You know, when, when you sense yourself becoming angry, what should you do? How do you control your anger? Well, you can think about it at what is causing you to be angry. Think about why you're being angry. Try to be aware of that. Is it because of your pride? It usually is. More often than not, that's the root of it. If it's because of your pride, then you become aware of that and you can stop it, you can control it, you can handle that because you know that's wrong. You can humble yourself. But if it's righteous anger like we talked about before, what if it's what if it's just anger at sin? Well, you can do something about it. Do what you can about it. Talk to the people. Talk to the person. Change something. Do what you can. And then leave the rest to God. Let God handle it. Do what you can. And let God take care of the rest. Proverbs 20 and 22 says, Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and He will save you. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. That's not our place. 
just not our place. You know, all this week, I've been thinking about anger and preparing for this sermon. It's been on my mind a lot, and maybe because of that, I've been more aware of when I've gotten angry. You know, I used to think, I, I don't get angry. I don't do that, you know. But as, as it's been on my mind, you know, I get angry a lot. I didn't realize that. You know, I, I mostly get angry when I'm driving, I noticed. And that's, that's when it happens, I noticed the most. And, you know, people are just annoying. People will cut you off. They'll, like, move right into your lane. They won't let you in. They go slow. They go so slow. And you're trying to get where you, and, and, you know, I'm yelling at these people. Safely in my box of metal. <laughs> and it really surprised me how, how, how the little petty things that annoyed me and I got angry over. Now, Christians should be led by Christ, not our emotions. When you remember that. <clears throat> what else? The Bible also says it's, it's, it's wrong, it's sin to be angry when we're rebuked. And that's easy to do. Hebrews 12 and verse 5 says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by Him. For whom the Lord loves, He chastens and scourges every son whom He receives. You know, I don't like it when people point out things where I'm doing wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't like that. I'm sure you don't like that. It hurts our pride, doesn't it? You know, our, our, our first reaction is probably to make excuses. You don't understand my unique circumstances that are completely unique to me. And then maybe if we think about long enough, we, we start to get angry at the person that's pointing out our, our wrong. I can't believe they said that to me. Can you believe what they said to me? To me? How dare they? And we get angry sometimes. How can they treat me that way? The Bible tells us not to despise authority. You know, our ultimate authority is Christ. And He built this church so that we would edify one another. Build one another up. And you know, it takes a lot of love. It takes a whole lot of love for someone to risk their friendship with you. To tell you that you're doing something wrong. And you need to change. They have to really love you. So when someone does that for you, be grateful. Be grateful. Don't get angry. But we get angry because of pride. And that's sin. Pride is the root of all kinds of evil. It causes a lot of sin, doesn't it? And finally, 
One more thing, where anger becomes sin. The Bible says anger without mercy is sin. Proverbs 10 and verse 12 says, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Proverbs 14.21 says, He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor is happy as he. Luke 15. Jesus tells a story about a man who had two sons. And the youngest son became restless. And he asked his father to give him all of his inheritance, everything that was to come to him. And when he got it, he immediately went to a far country and wasted all of that money on prodigal living. And he found himself down with the pigs, eating the slop from the pigs. And thought, where am I now? And he said, "I, what will I do? And he remembered that in his father's house, there was food to spare. And he said, I'm going to go home. And I'm going to humble myself. And beg my father to just make me a hired servant. The lowliest of servants in his house so that I could have something to eat. I'll work for that food. And so he got up and he started home. And as he was almost home, his father was waiting. And he saw him afar off and he ran. And and the boy came, fell down and he said, Father, I've sinned before you and before God. Please just make me a servant. And his father had compassion on him and he loved him and he, he had a robe brought and put around him and a ring on his finger, put sandals on his feet. And he had the fat of calf slaughtered so they could have a feast to rejoice. Well, the Bible talks about his brother, the good son. And his brother was out in the field working hard and... He was, as he was coming home, he heard all of this merrymaking and he asked a servant, what, what, what's going on? And their servant said, your brother has come. And because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. And his brother was angry. He was mad. How could dad do that? And he wouldn't go in the house. Finally, his father came out and found him and he said, why are you angry? Why don't you come in? And the brother said, lo, these many years I have served you. I've never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never even gave me a young goat so that I could make merry with my friends. Yet, When this son of yours comes, who's wasted his livelihood, your money with harlots, you kill the fatted calf for him. His father said, Son, you are always with me. 
And all that I have is yours. It was right that we make merry and be glad. For this your brother was dead. And is alive again. He was lost. And is found. And we want people to be punished for doing evil, don't we? We want vengeance. We don't like it when people get away with stuff and we have to work hard. When other people seem to get good things wrongly. It makes us angry sometimes, isn't it? We want justice. We want, we want things to be fair. It's just not fair. This wasn't fair. Brethren, this wasn't fair. As that man hung, as our Lord and our Savior hung up there, he prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. That's our Lord. That is our God. How can we be angry and not have mercy on people? Remember this. When you're tempted, remember the mercy that God showed for you, the grace, the forgiveness. Have mercy on people. Don't hate them. James 2 and verse 13 says, For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. We all want mercy. We all do. In Leviticus 19, God gives Israel a list of commands. Moral commandments, ceremonial commandments, but these are things he wanted Israel to do. In verse 19, chapter 19, verse 17, he says, You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You know, if someone sins against us, it makes us angry. God says don't hate them. He says to rebuke them and forgive them. But love them like you love yourself. It's easy to have mercy on ourselves, isn't it? Love them the same way. He doesn't say to lay down and don't respond to sin. He says, rebuke it. Rebuke the sin. And forgive the person. We must remember our place. And vengeance is in our place. He has a whole list of commands there in Leviticus 19. And at the end of every single one of them, he repeats this phrase. 
I am the Lord. Remember your place. Remember the mercy that God showed you. And have mercy on others. Be swift to hear, slow to wrath. You can live your life getting angry at all the little things. Getting angry with all the troubles, all the problems you have, all the people that give you grief. And be angry all the time. Or, you can live your life being thankful for all the bad things that don't happen to you. Why don't we do that? All the bad things that didn't happen to you today. Be grateful for that. Thank God for all of His gifts. Have a grateful heart. And you'll not get angry so much. You'll be able to deal with anger the way the Bible tells us to. That's all I have this morning. I hope this has been useful to you as we all struggle with anger from time to time. If you have a prayer request, would like the prayers of the church to help you in any manner, please come forward, sit on the front pew as we stand and sing.